Hello you lovely lot, welcome back, good to see you back again. Today we're going to have a little talk about timeless elements in our interiors. It's something I get asked quite a lot, it's a couple of nice comments that I've actually had on our work, how to ensure what you're doing in your home is going to stand the test of time and have that timeless quality that doesn't look like it's just been pulled together by a load of trends or focusing on what's happening at the current moment and give it a year and you're going to want to change it all up completely. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to give a shout out to our floor plan workshop. That's happening the 30th of March at two o'clock. It's uh, Thursday next week. If you can make it, we're talking all things floor plan. There's only a limited number of spaces and there's just a couple left to fill now. We actually do have an early bird price in until Friday this week. So if you want to jump in on that, you can. It's 50 pounds rather than the 65. And we'll be talking about all the things that can be potential pitfalls when you're putting your floor plan together and space planning if you're doing renovation work or remodeling. There's quite a few things that we see people missing or not thinking about, even if they're floor plan's been put together by architects. So if you are umming and ahhing and agonizing over a floor plan, worrying about making sure that you've thought of everything, jump on this workshop with us and there'll also be um, plenty of chance to ask your questions about your specific floor plan if I don't cover them before you get the chance to. So if you want to sign up to that, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can also find the link on the Facebook group and on our Instagram feed. So take a look if you're interested. I would love to see you there and get the opportunity to have a chat with you about your floor plan and any questions you might have. And in the meantime, you can sit back and have a little listen to my thoughts on timeless design and timeless elements to incorporate into your home. So we all know trends come and go and with the wonder of Pinterest and Instagram and whatever else, it can all feel really quite overwhelming to sort of pick apart what is a trend and what you're loving because it's a trend and it's literally been bombarded onto your eyeballs. It's like, do you remember the first time you saw Ugg boots and you were like, oh my God, what are those ugly things quite literally and who the hell would wear them they make your feet look huge they look like really dodgy old person slippers and they just don't do anyone any favors and then you saw them again and again and again and then you saw this person wearing them and that person wearing them and the other person wearing them and all of a sudden you had to have a pair of Ugg boots we could look at this with different things like I don't know what age you are but buffalo trainers good golly okay fine Uggs have stood the test of time. They are definitely still around. I don't know whether that will always be the case. And to be fair, they're probably sticking around because of convenience and comfort, which are factors that have to come into anything sticking around for a long time. But those buffalo trainers? No. So you want to make sure of that difference. Is this something that you are liking because you've seen it time and time again? Did you like it straight away when you first saw it? Did you think, oh, yeah, I've got to have me a bit of that? Or were you unsure? And did you like it more and more the more you saw it? Does it align with what you would normally go for or is it very different to what you'd normally go for? So 
be careful of that one. It's a question that I get asked quite a lot when people are doing things like choosing hard finishes, tiles and uh, general materials that are going to stay around for a while. I mean, let's face it, if you're looking at something like pillows, it's not the end of the world. They can be changed up really easily, similar in many accessories and stuff like that. And that is a great way to bring trends that you're not sure whether they may last or not into your home. But the the bigger things that stick around, like your key materials and basically the stuff that doesn't fall out of your house, if you were to pick it up and turn it over and give it a good old shake, they are the things that you you probably do want to last a little while when it comes to how much you love it. And I think that a home that looks more timeless is a more relaxing home to be in because generally I find that things that become timeless design elements are things that have a purpose behind them. They have a reason as to why they're a good choice. So they kind of come hand in hand, often, always, with comfortable living and and sort of suitable living. So it's not, they're not things that are going to, you have to be precious with necessarily, or that don't serve a purpose. I think that if you items that that can do these things as well ultimately become timeless because you don't change something you know if it's don't if it's not broke don't fix it and often these items are a little bit more expensive which again means that people replace them less often they're also probably more aspirational items and therefore they stick around longer they're in our kind of visual psyche longer and we associate them with with aspiration with the homes that we've always lusted after I mean I don't know if you're anything like me but I had a picture in my head of the house that I wanted to have probably quite specifically from a very early age and I was noticing things that that I loved and that sort of made me feel a sense of magic when it came to interiors from a very early age and if you're anything like me which you might be because you're listening to this podcast I am betting that you might be similar so as a rule of thumb As I've mentioned, when it comes to more expensive materials and materials that do the job, I want to say marble here, but not for kitchens. More bathrooms and um, uh, feature moments, fireplaces, tops of chest of drawers and things like that. Uh, Also stone, um, wood, quite a lot of natural materials that, that, that last well, that look great. We love... We love bringing a bit of nature in. It's the closest that we can be in our homes to the outdoors. And let's face it, we began in the outdoors and we've become very sheltered and things like that in our homes. So letting the outdoors in, it's clear why there's been a shift to biophilic design recently. And that is bringing some of the outdoors in. But obviously at a much more solid point, it's the the, the woods, the stones, the almost handmade qualities of some of these things that definitely do stand the test of time when you're thinking about your schemes and what to go for and what to include I mean wood yes colors will change over time the beauty of wood is you can stain it you can sand it so wood in itself lasts okay we're seeing a shift towards darker wood again this time away from lighter wood But again, these things are cyclical. So even if they might not be of the moment for a given period of time, 
they will keep having their time again and they will work hard for you, these materials. The other things that we see are, or, or the other places we can look to for inspiration to get items in that feel timeless are looking at the aspirational homes, the expensive homes, not the modern ones, the ones that have been around for a while and literally haven't changed. You don't want to recreate it, obviously, because then you look like you're living in a museum, but you cherry pick the things that speak to you from those interiors that that keep coming up time and time again. Also, things that remind you of kind of aspirational travel. There's a reason why blue and white remains a color combination that is extraordinarily timeless a because i think blue and white china because obviously no one can deny that is a combination that just will work forever but also blue and white makes us think of holidays and saint-tropez and you know the south of france in general things like that areas that people have seen as aspirational for a long time in these sort of the the look and feel of the places can be encapsulated and brought back into your own home with these certain design looks or colours or, or fabric, like, like the linen, very much sort of reminiscent from that sort of area. Marrakesh is another obvious, very obvious one that you can draw on for colour combinations that will be quite timeless. If you like more colour, generally you want to go more muted tones and neutral tones if you want to be really timeless. Obviously, really bright colours are only in for so long. Often, you know, the eye gets a bit tired. You want to change it up. They're harder to live with. So the the more neutral, muted, naturey tones, so the muted blues, the muted greens, things like that, will, will stand the test of time more and you can begin to get an an idea of these sorts of color combinations from places like Marrakesh you know the terracottas Um, I know that's not a muted color but you can begin there and then pare it down because obviously inspiration it's not a case of copying exactly what's there it's a starting point to to create something of your own and bring it into what you want it to work as, i.e. something that will stand the test of time, but gives a nod um, to your initial inspiration. But I feel we're all growing up quite a lot at the minute in our design um, and what we're putting in our homes. I mean, what with the the, the sort of panelling and the French doors and the arches, the wall lights, these are all things that have been around for a very, very long time in interior design. And I think it seems that we're getting our inspiration or whoever we're getting our inspiration from is getting their inspiration much more from timeless, classic ideas of what should be included in rooms and how rooms should be laid out and balanced and um, this, that and the other. Not should be, but the, the items that look just really nice and will always look really nice because they are really nice and however much some new person comes along and tells you something else is really nice it's not going to they're not mutually exclusive and let's not forget or deny the amount of money that we spend doing up these properties and the fact that you know the price of works and everything has gone up so much in the past few years, this is an expensive time to be redecorating your home on all levels. Like I've got even just high street items that have been on um, a purchase list for 
a project that we did just a year ago in very normal, coming from very normal high street names. They've all gone up by 10% in the past year, which is crazy, I, I think. Even some standard wallpapers from sort of high street names, roles, very normal, you know, stuff. Everything has gone up. And, and what with that and thinking about sustainability and what you're putting out into the world, what you're consuming, I think we want to be making decisions for our homes that ensure that we don't want to redo it next year I don't care whether you need some content for Instagram or not like that's no way to live it's just no way to live okay fine you really enjoy doing DIY you really enjoy doing stuff maybe that's a hobby of yours Mm, okay fine not judging I'm just saying if it's not something you really enjoy doing you don't want to be doing that you want to find something that you're comfortable in that you're settled in that you settle into over time that really feels like a home rather than a set a design set of like changing rooms or something because that's not a home that is a continually changing project and like I say look some people love to live like that fine I would guess that most don't most want to create something that they love and then live with it for a long time especially if they're spending a lot of money putting a lot of thought and energy into it typically we only probably redesign our houses three times in our lives i have forgotten who said it it was an interior designer that said it i have to look it up i'll put it in the show notes um but that we we decorate our homes once shortly after we get married and we are creating our first homes then we decorate it again when the children move out and then finally we decorate it a third time when we're about 60 and then we finally do exactly what we want to do with it so let's make it count and let's not waste our money and let's not waste our resources and let's try and think about putting effort into designs and materials that we're going to love for a very long time to come So, I'm going to give you a list of the items that I think you just basically can't really go wrong with and you're not going to want to change up for a really long time. They're things that I don't see going anywhere. They haven't gone anywhere. They've kind of been there from the start and and I feel will continue to be. One is parquet flooring. It's great because it's kind of recyclable too. You can find parquet flooring that people are starting to get it from old hotels and uh, council buildings and things like that now and recycling it um even the the floorboards in general as well to be fair which is great obviously we love things to be a bit sustainable and reusable that's the aim but obviously you can find it new elsewhere but parquet it's just not going anywhere i think in certain markets it, it wasn't there because of cost but now you can get it cheaper so it's more available to everyone and therefore more people are using it and again I think when it comes to the color that that can change a bit but that's easy to remedy comparative to the actual sort of pattern on the floor marble obviously isn't going anywhere there's been a shift lately towards more highly patterned marble more kind of colorful and dramatic stones which don't get me wrong I'm I'm all I'm all in for But obviously, the more dramatic, the more bold the choice, the more likely it is that 
it might fall out of favour and start looking a little bit off. Just like anything, any of these items, if you don't go bold, you don't go flashy and you ear on the side of classy and elegant and a little bit more pared back, it's going to give you something that, that feels more timeless and feels like it will last more in regards to sort of looking de rigueur, as it were. So therefore, you don't want to go like find crazy, crazy marbles with crazy colours and crazy veining, the sort of middle grounds. Obviously, within that, you've got the Carreras, very popular, definitely on the most mild end of the marbles. I feel that's a little too plain these days, although you can get a nice bit of veining, but it's kind of everywhere. It's also very expensive. It's gone up hugely in the past um, 10 years or so because of how popular it is and also the supply and demand situation where it comes from, things like that. Um, if you want something a little bit more dramatic that's not uh, overly dramatic... Then the calicutters are good. I love an arabescato, for example. And when it does come to kitchens, if you really, really want a marble, the main reason I wouldn't suggest marble in a kitchen as something timeless is not because of a look, but because of a practicality. It is going to mark. You're not going to want to put a white wine on there. You're not going to put a round trees lolly on there. I found that out the hard way. But if you want that look, you can go for some of the quartzites. They're great quartzites. Now they have the veining like the marble, much more hard-wearing. They're kind of in the middle of a quartz and a marble. So quartzite instead. That is your tip, major tip of the day, if you really wanted a marble kitchen. I've just basically saved your life. <laughs> or maybe your husband's life, if you're anything like me. Um, and um, there was one other point I wanted to... Oh, yeah. So... If you do want a marble kitchen, though, just, you know, you can be okay with it creating its own patina over time. Like those amazing butcher block islands in kitchens, they're huge bits of wood and they've been smashed and bashed and they've lived in that house or wherever they were before you had it, if you are if you found one somewhere. And that brings such a warmth and a character to a place. Similarly, if you have a kitchen and you have a big marble island or something... Go for a slightly thicker marble slab and just allow it to get beaten up. Spill stuff on it. Scratch it. Like, don't care. Like, let it live. Like, pretend you're in Italy and it just does not matter. And you'll either come out with something wonderful. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first mark is pretty gut-wrenching. <laughs> but get past that and it becomes beautiful. You know, like the, the velveteen rabbit. The more you are loved, the more you're used the more beautiful you become. I believe in that a lot. And if you decide that you really don't love it and you can't hack it, you can get someone in, sand it down, refinish, restart, behave a little better around it, and it won't get the wear and tear. But on the whole, whatever your preference is, much like a cream egg, however you do it, it's always going to look great as a tabletop um, or a fireplace or... Um, in your bathroom like you just there's no getting away from it it's a beautiful natural material it's just no denying um, similarly natural stone for your floorings for outdoor floorings as well tumbled stone I, I think that's just it's always going to have its place because there are so many beautiful places that use it that won't be changed that people will come to be inspired by and love. 
in beautiful settings and with beautiful surroundings that they will always want to emulate that sort of thing back in their own homes. When it comes to uh, sort of more accessory items, I would say large artwork isn't going anywhere. Again, large artwork, very much a status symbol. The context can be whatever it can be a photograph doesn't have to be a painting but a large piece of i large pieces of artwork always massively statement and they don't age hugely obviously dependent on how trend focused you've gone with the content of that artwork but ideally if you're buying a large piece of artwork it's because it speaks to you and sings to you anyway so trends and things shouldn't matter here but really large artwork always a winner really large uh mirrors always a winner if you have the space for them and obviously they open up your space in general as well reflecting light and reflecting the rest of the room so even if it's a small space the bigger the mirror the better really with regards to those sort of uh design rules large lamps to large lamps are always large lamps in a more modern setting you just go more basic with the patterning or the fabric shade or what have you, and maybe have a bit more of a modern shade. That's what's lovely about a really large lamp base. And they may be expensive. Some of them are, 100%. But you can switch up the shades as well. So if you if things change and, and your general like look goes a bit more modern, you go for a bit more of a modern shade. But if you are channeling something a bit more comfortable and maybe you're in a slightly more period house, then you go for a fabric shade that, that matches in with that. But the large lamp base is worth investing in because there's always going to be room for them in a room. Um, also, another uh, accessory that's good to think about is the large artefact. You, you often see large, interesting artefacts placed around rooms, whether that's on a plinth, whether it's on a entry table whether it's in your shelving on a side table these add interest to a room and once you start noticing them you'll start noticing them everywhere it's nice for them to have a bit of an unusual either travel found element or a hand touched element they'll really bring something to your room and as an investment piece it can move around or they can move around depending on how many you you find and not to be bought in a hurry but but when they're seen and when you see something that you really love again these are sort of elements of a timeless home that don't really change too much there'll always be places for interesting things for the eye to rest on and and obviously you want to make sure that that it's interesting for your personal eye to rest on again i stress like the main thing here is that if it's something that you really love it's timeless to you and it's your house so that's what matters ultimately it's never going to go out of style if it's something that you truly love so that's the main focus but obviously these other things are things that I see repeating and you can go back however far and you'll see have have a look see what else you see repeating and if I haven't mentioned something I would love you to drop it onto one of the channels or what have you and let me know what other things you think should be put in this list picture lights and sconces I think they almost always have their place but not in a bedroom not when they're linked to furniture 
that can be moved, like a bed, more linked to unmovable items like fireplaces, for example, or in between doorways or hallways where they have a natural place that's never going to change irrespective of what furniture you put there. The sort of candle sconce or the the candle sconce that's kind of a light as well is pretty timeless. It is coming back and having a bit of a moment now. And obviously, if you've got an ultra-modern place, well, no, actually, even if you've got an ultra-modern place, you just go with a more modern look of candle sconce, essentially, and it'll look, it'll still look brilliant. They're a lovely way to add subtle light to the room in the evening, you know, when you don't want those overhead lights on to make a room feel more romantic and uh, give it a bit of a party vibe and let's face it the main thing we want to create in our rooms and in our homes is a vibe that vibes with us how how good am I on the finding alternate words today (laughs) not brilliant you can blame that on my little one getting me up at 3 a.m this morning asking me where her tattoos were because she wanted to go to sleep with them next to her head last night And because I moved them to her shelf, she was in at three o'clock asking me where they were and then had a nightmare, something about cake, because she was shouting it out in her sleep. And we had to get up and watch Paw Patrol at 3.20 this morning. So um, my mind isn't quite as fresh as it normally is. Definitely not daisy fresh over here. So I'm sorry. I'm trying for you guys. I'm trying (laughs) because I'm tired. Anyway... What about patterns? What about colours and patterns? I've mentioned blue and white. I think blue and white, you can't go wrong. And if you're wondering which blues, we can go with a very dark navyish blue. And if so, knock off your white so that it has a little bit of a... um, Obviously, you never want to go with bright white. Just never go with bright white. Bright white equals cheap. But uh, knock off that white tone for a navy blue. Find a white that has a touch of black in it. You probably be your best bet, obviously, depending on the the facing of your room. And then also green and white. Green and white, again, is having a little bit... You're seeing it around a lot at the minute, I'm sure, but it's been around for a long time. And with that, it's like a sort of almost spring green, like a very fresh green and white. Lovely combination for things outdoors. Lovely combination for bathrooms. It's very fresh. It's very spring-like, which is probably why you're seeing it around a lot right now. Um, And then, of course, the blue and white is just the blue from the blue china. Think blue and white china. Think the large blue and white pots. Um, It's just always going to be such a classic combination. And when it comes to... um, Thanks, Tank. Sorry, my Tank's just my dog for anyone new to the podcast is making um, ridiculous noises under the table. And with regards to patterns, again, a stripe. Oh, my gosh. Tank. A stripe is always going to be well-received. Gingham, maybe you might, some of you might find that surprising, but used in the right setting and maybe have a Google of it and have a look at some... Um, Tank, you don't like gingham? No? Tank's clearly got an aversion to gingham. Used in the right context, it will really look timeless, and it's a pattern that really blends. You wouldn't think it does, but it does. So either very small gingham or or a larger gingham, and I find they generally work well, again, in blues and whites. You know, pinks and whites ginghams, or I'm getting a tongue twister now, for children's bedrooms and stuff is really beautiful. 
there's a real sort of whimsical quality that comes with it, very youthful sort of quality. And then you bring it bigger um, and play with the scale and it leads to member club kind of feels in, in, the, in the right colours and sort of a bit of a nostalgic uh, vibe. I'm seeing it around quite a lot at the moment in these kind of, I don't want to say mustard because that's too deep, but like a light mustardy, orangey yellow, like a sort of pale burnt umber kind of colour and also more sort of foresty greens. But as a print, um, it's great to bring in there when you're looking for a print and you're not sure where to go. I've mentioned the stripe. Then when it comes to tiles, patterns as well, like a checkered floor isn't going anywhere. They're just they're just not going anywhere. They are too smart. They're in too many, again, like other things, high fluting places to ever be disregarded. But if you want to bring it into a more modern sort of stance, then go for, you know, a pale grey tumbled stone with a sort of more milky coloured tumble stone or mix two marbles, a dark and a light in your tiles to make that checkerboard pattern. Even a even a sort of darker beigey biscuity colour with with a paler cream using natural stones to get those colours is just pretty stunning. I mean if it's good enough for Versailles, it's good enough for us to continue to reuse and reuse. Outdoor spaces as well, that's a great, it looks great on an outdoor patio, um, especially when you've got, you know, the doors that open up and you've got that space in, uh, in, in even a slightly more modern property that can just look so smart or more beaten down in a, in a more period property. You can, you can, you know, have a, have a smarter, more polished stone, obviously not too polished because you don't want to be slipping around outside or inside, Slightly more polished for slightly more modern and more of a tumbled, beaten up look for something that you want to look a little more period. But either way, the checkerboard on the floor with the tiles works a treat and is just always going to look good. White on white as well when it comes to colours, like often you just can't get away from that. Just make sure you're choosing the right whites. Please don't go, don't go white, white. And make sure you compare your whites together in the room that you're putting them in because white does funny funny things in different rooms with different lights and and also when paired with other colors and with other whites they suddenly look completely different so just make sure you do check that as well of course also built-in items fireplaces not going anywhere period features not going anywhere you can add some of these in to your home obviously think about the coving that you're using and things like the skirting board that you're using you can add in things like cornices things like ceiling roses and and some kind of period feature elements yourself just be careful that you do this in fitting with the home that you have obviously if you stick a load of like corbels in 30s bungalow it's not going to look right so you know maybe think about reinstating features that would have been there because things that suit the time of the property are again always going to look timeless there and similarly uh, built-ins embracing built-ins they're functional they serve a purpose books as much as the internet would like to have it otherwise aren't going anywhere 
you need places to store them, you need places to store stuff, and you need certain surfaces. So built-ins done with sort of clean lines and a certain amount of detail, mouldings, not not too much and not too little, because otherwise it looks very modern and IKEA. That's going to make a space sort of feel kind of grown up and, and also timeless, because you will have your life collected on, on these shelves and in these built-ins. Somewhere else where you could probably invest a bit and be very sure that it's never going to go out of style is bedding and bed linens and towels and those being white. You can't get past white bedding or white towels. They just feel fresh and clean. They're always going to look good with whatever bedspread you put on them. At a later date, they're really good, firm, solid base to build your bed around. An expensive white Bed linen will last literally a lifetime. You can hand it on to your children. But just be warned that it is potentially an investment. But on the on the sort of accessory side of things, especially if you host a lot, they are that's 100% last a lifetime, pass on to children, timeless things that you want to have in your home as you live through it day in, day out. We can talk here a little bit about layout as well. Layout, when it comes to furniture, I think it comes more down to function. And obviously, furniture can be moved around. So that's not sort of the end of the world if you want to try having your sofa in the middle of the room for a bit. But when it comes to making decisions with regards to things like internal architecture, really do try and think about symmetry It's going to pay off dividends later down the line if you can or change things to be symmetrical where you can and be balanced because that harkens back to sort of architectural rules that have been around for hundreds of years. The eye just loves a bit of symmetry. It makes us feel safe and and settled. It makes sense to the eye and the brain and that's why it it works well. So with you, you can do this with your furniture placing 100% think about it there. But I'm thinking more in sort of a timeless capacity of, of things that are staying in place. So, you know, either side of fireplace, either side of doorways, if you're putting in archways, if you're putting in windows, think about symmetry. If you need to go back, look at some classical architecture and stuff like that and see how some symmetry works. You can even get really geeky and have a little look at the golden ratio or the golden proportion, the divine rule. It is called a number of different things, but if you put one of those into Google, you'll find information about it. Give it a little search. Um, It's based on mathematics and proportions and um, things like that. And is generally, if you just don't know where to start, start there. I warn you, it's geeky and it's mathematical. But if you like that sort of thing, just have a little little Google. Really, it comes down to suitability and performance. Whatever you're putting into your home, uh, if you want it to be really timeless and you don't want to fall into the trap of trends, then the key things to think about is, is it suitable? Is it going to perform well for the task that it needs to partake in? And... Do do I love it because it resonates with me or because I've seen it in an influencer's home or on Instagram 30 million times or everyone's doing it and I just want to try it? That's where your red flags are. And 
and and then like if you're really unsure search that item see where it's been used before see what it's been used with and whether it's got a bit of a legacy because the legacy as well is is a very key indicator into how long it's going to continue to stay about if it's been around forever then it's likely not going anywhere or even if it does go somewhere for a little bit it will come back round nothing is really new nothing is really new everything is drawn on things from the past if you go back and look at some of the sort of first ever people to even start in interior design full stop as a as a whole you look at Elsie de Wolf for example I mean she was bloody touting animal prints in the 18-1900s and I mean I don't think animal prints are the most timeless of things but just to give an example of in theory that would probably be something that you look at and you think oh that's quite modern but it's not it's been around for you know bloody ages so many of the things we are seeing at the moment you know the sort of scoops the arches the the large swan flower containers if some people have been looking you know have keeping up seeing that the the plinths that people are now bringing into their homes to put things on these aren't new ideas these are recycled ideas changed slightly for the modern market and budget and other things so bear that in mind if you're stuck on inspiration and you're looking you're aiming to really create something timeless that's going to last go back before you look at what's going on today because that's where you're going to find um, things that are more likely to be sticking around obviously be careful you don't want to end up with your whole home covered in chintz and looking like laura ashley or something like that or have huge swathing curtains and pelmets like there are certain things that were even trends back then and they passed but what you will notice is that the more gaudy the more over the top the more theatrical the more noisy the design item is the faster it passes through because it's exhausting you don't want to sit in your home and feel tired or feel oppressed or feel unless you like love maximalism in which case go for it do you but I would wager that there's probably less people that love maximalism than um than not no there's more people that don't love it than do love it oh god does that make sense There's fewer people that love maximalism because generally clutter around you or big, bold things or or just a lot happening around you is stressful on the eye. It's stressful on the mind. There's a reason why we find it hard to work or get on with things or be calm in like a messy place or a cluttered place. Um, What's that saying? Cleanliness is next to godliness. I mean, I think really... It's just having that peace peace of mind. It's hard to have peace of mind if you're not surrounded by things that you find peaceful. And uh, I think generally peacefulness is found in elegant, timeless, attractive items that just don't demand too much from you, especially not a lot of things that demand too much from you. So again, I would put that as a red flag. Anything too gaudy, too, too in your face too tiring to look at, very bright colours, very big patterns that sort of shout at you from the walls or, or from wherever. They, they have their place in smaller, smaller elements that you can change up when you want a rest or you can look away from, your eyes can get away from it if, it, if, if they really want to. And those things, if it, it's something new that you're looking at, 
are most likely based in trend that will probably pass faster. And if you really, really love it, a certain trend, let's say a very patterned floor, a specific pattern, then play with the scale of it or play with the colour of it until you get to a middle ground where you've got that trend, as it were, but you've just pared it back slightly. Don't go to the max of that trend. Find a middle ground. And then you're probably going to last last longer with it. Or, or get it in an element that can be easily changed up or switched around. And, uh, and then you're probably going to be thanking me for that later. I'm going to carry on thinking about other things. It's hard when you're, when you're just suddenly like, oh, let's make a list. Not everything comes to mind at once. But that's my... Those are my initial things. Wood, obviously, don't forget wood. Have I said wood? I think so. With regards to when you're choosing materials, bare, that, that is bare wood, not like painted wood. But I really want to hear your take on this. Can you let me know what you reckon, what you see as timeless? And if you disagree with anything I've said, always keen to hear opinions. You can find us on the Facebook. You can find me specifically... <laughs> and the rest of us on the Facebook group. If you go to Ain't Nobody Like a Homebody, that is our lovely Facebook group full of lovely, lovely people that all help one another when they're going through design dilemmas or even recently we've had a lot of questions about like selling houses and stuff too, which is interesting. My husband's actually in, he has a company called The Private Realtor and he sells houses privately, uh, much like the kind of American model one-to-one so we do have a certain amount of expertise on hand if that is something you're struggling with by all means throw that in the group as well anything related to homes interiors with any tenuous links just throw it in the group we'll get an answer for you obviously too we're on instagram studio lff and final shout out to anyone wanting to go to that floor plan workshop. A couple of places left. I don't know if there'll be any left by next week because we're almost full now. So do jump on that. You'll find the link in the show notes below and on any of our socials if you're looking for that. And also tell me what else you want me to talk about. What burning questions do you have? I've got a few questions that have been coming in. So I'm going to start collecting them and I might do a, just a question answer podcast uh, soon so if you have some questions by all means dm them to me on any of the platforms if you don't want to put them just like straight out there on the group that's cool send me a private message and as always we love reviews and those beautiful little stars that you give us on things like apple podcasts and stuff that all helps us tremendously and makes us very happy so if you do have any time and you like what you're hearing and we've been helpful which i hope we have drop us a little review or, or a star rating and in the meantime have a really great weekend and good luck with all your projects that you've got going on out there don't forget to give us a shout if you think we can help see you next week bye